Welcome back to the Ed Morrissey Show. Joining us, as always, on Tuesdays, Andrew Malcolm, the prince of Twitter, the regent of redstate.com, at A.H. Malcolm on the Twitter. Says we don't call it X here because we're old fogies. Uh, <laughs> and, and Andrew's going, speak for yourself, Morrissey. <laughs> Uh, how are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. You? I'm doing good. I mean, got tons of things to talk about, and uh, oh yeah, you know, all, all sorts mm. of times, all sorts of time to do it in. Um, you, you've got a good post up, and we're going to get to this in just a second because it kind of relates to, to the first thing I want to talk about. You know, I talk about media and uh, media bias. Yeah. yeah. So Washington Post. Actually, there were two big media polls that came out over the weekend. The first one was from the Washington Post and ABC News. It's a joint effort between the two. They've been partnered for 20 years, as far as I know, maybe more, on polling. Second one came from out from NBC News. They both basically said the same thing, though, that a large majority of Americans don't think that Joe Biden is up to doing the job yeah. <laughs> and that yeah, Donald really. Trump is either caught up to him or has surpassed him. Now, I, I got to tell you, I'm not necessarily... And, and, and Nikki Haley, too. And Nikki Haley. Um I'm not necessarily convinced by the horse race aspects of this because we're still, you know, 13 months out from a decision. Um, people got a long time to make up their minds on this stuff. But I am, I was surprised by the way the Washington Post actually handled <laughs> this news. You know, most pollsters, Andrew, will go out of their way to tell you, no, our, our methodology is rock solid. And, and, and you know, this is... Uh, maybe it's just a snapshot of where the American public is at, but this is the type, this is data that you can actually rely on. The Washington Post normally would do that as well, but they kind of went a different way on this one. They, yeah, I guess they expressly called the results an outlier as re, in regards to Trump, right? Yeah. What, what did they say about Trump? Uh, that Trump was uh, ahead, ahead of Biden by 10 points. 10 points. Yeah. 10 okay. points. Yeah. And that's an outlier, which is true. It is kind of an outlier, but you don't normally hear that from the pollster. You hear it from analysts who are looking at the poll numbers. I mean, it's right there in the Washington Post's own report on their own poll. Yeah, well, this is what we came up with, and by golly, we don't trust it. (laughs) Well, one, they wouldn't want to hear it. So it's to their advantage politically to say that, oh, this, uh, yeah, don't, don't pay attention. The weird thing, as you point out, is that don't pay attention to us, even though we just spent a fortune for you to pay attention to us. Um, Ron Fashol, who uh, is a, a polling expert, uh, and he puts out a regular analysis, he said he said the same thing. But then he said, then since you're dumping on your own poll, do it again. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I mean, and again, I mean, if you don't think that your poll why do it properly well why publish the results why not just say hey we did this poll but we think that we screwed this thing up so we're not going to publish the results well i think if word got out that they didn't publish it then they would be blamed for because it was bad news uh for biden they didn't publish it so yeah. it, is, it is a catch-22 it is a catch-22 yeah, yeah. Well, once you do it you have to say it but you could also do another one, and then if the other, if the new one is the same thing, you could say, "Wow, 
we've got some, we're on to something here that other people haven't found. If it says what everybody else is saying, then you can say, well, we did an outlier and because we didn't trust it, we did another one. I, I mean, that's what you would do, but the post is in financial trouble. So they're well, saving I'm money. shocked at that. I mean, it's, it's, it's a newspaper. I mean, they're just, it's, it's not a very solid, you know, and they lost, I think, was it, was it last year or that was second half of last year or sometime soon recently, they, uh, they lost a half a million digital subscribers. And I mean, there's been a lot of turmoil since Trump left, which shows to me how much they were relying on Trump and Trump hatred uh, in their, in their, their business operations. Uh, you know, Washington Post was the one that did almost daily counting of Trump lies. Uh, they haven't got around to do that for Joe yet. Um, but they are in financial trouble. And Jeff Bezos, he started showing up at some meetings in the, at the Post now. So uh, I wish him well. We need, we need a strong media. But um, strong media, today's strong medias are, they're not strong because they've lost so much of their credibility by giving up on their object, alleged objectivity. Uh, total objectivity is impossible, but professional objectivity, yeah, you can work on it. I did it. I did that. You wouldn't sure. know. You wouldn't know who I voted for, according to the political stories that I wrote on the New York Times all those years. Well, you know, the, the I, I did happen to go through your thing and, and the whole Michael Dukakis is a duty head. I thought that was a really interesting. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He never wrote that. I am just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. That, it's, uh, that would have been 88. Uh, where was I? The, were you still at the Times in 88? Yeah, sure. Yes, I was. I was. I was at the Times until 93. Uh, 88. Um, yeah, I probably did, did some stuff in there. I, I went to the times, you know, it's digitalized archive all the way back in the 1850s or 60s. Very useful by the way. And it's a lot of fun to dig through some of that stuff. Oh, it's you got wonderful. a lot of time on your hands. This I, is what I did in my, my, the, the, the entire last year I was actually attending college. I won't say it was my last year of college because it's one of the reasons why <laughs> I didn't graduate was because I was in the they had a microfilm library. Of oh, several, the microfilm. Yeah, that's several yeah. different uh, newspapers, including the Los Angeles Times. I think the Santa Ana Register. Um, oh, yeah. That's a big and then, so, I mean, I was I was going through these records just for the sake of going through them because I thought it was so fascinating. And yeah. now you can do it digitally at the New York Times, which is actually one of the it is actually a, a pretty cool perk of having a New York Times subscription. Boy, I'll say. Uh, yeah, and you know, and, and when I uh, I looked up uh, my bylines, and if you do Andrew H. Malcolm, there's like over 5,000 of them. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, uh, to pull out the ones I like and um, put them on a thumb drive. Well, I mean, and again, it's it's easy to do that now. You can get lost in doing that. You can spend hours, oh, weeks. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> or, absolutely. And, you know, and it's funny because some of the stories that I come in and say, what? That, I have no memory of that one. And other stories you read and it's like, yeah, well, okay. And then you read it and you go, oh, yeah, that wasn't really bad, was it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Well, look, yeah, I'm about 20 years doing this, right? Yeah, yeah. That's next week. It's a week from today. We're, we're recording this on Monday, the 25th. Um, and a week from today will be my 20-year anniversary in the blogosphere. Wow. And every once in a while, I like to go dipping back into the old Captain's Quarters archives to take a look at what I wrote back then and, you know, how my and style have changed. And it's kind of interesting to do that, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah, good stuff. Well, that's how I met you. And and uh, whenever I... <laughs> Whenever I go to type an email for you, it offers me the Captain Quarters email. <laughs> Which still works, by the way. It still works. Oh, does it? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't, um, I've it's only probably piled up my emails. Well, I've only turned off a couple of my emails and only because uh, one of them got to be so filled with spam that I just decided to delete it. Um, and the other one was uh, literally for a, it was, you know, it had a domain name for a, um, uh, an internet service that I stopped using. Um, I can't even remember. It was something West Quest. It was Quest. Quest. Oh, and yeah. uh, and uh, so, uh, which used to be Mountain Bell, I think at one point. And, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, um, yeah, I don't usually kill those. I usually keep them around just in case I get a stray email from somebody that I really want to hear from. But um, yeah, the one that one I actually get quite a bit of email still on. So yeah, that's coming up and that's coming up in a week. And <laughs> I'm going to write something up. I think either this week or maybe for maybe for next Monday. Oh, that'd be cool. That. Yeah, congratulations, twenty years. Let's see. So that was '03. Yep. Yeah. Well, I didn't I didn't come upon you for a couple of years after that, but uh, I think we started corresponding in 2006 or 2007. It was right before yeah. I went to hot air. Yeah. And then, when we finally met in person was at the convention and yeah. that was 2008. I was, I was writing for a hot air at that point. Isn't time. that something? Oh yeah. my gosh. 2008. And, you know, and all that time, I, 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 this is the first time I've ever seen a pollster call their own outcome an outlier, but Hey, you know, <laughs> who, are we, Biden. Who, who are we to judge? Well, and, and the reason why is because both polls, both the ABC WAPO poll and the NBC poll, show that the American electorate is very uh, concerned <laughs> about the compass mentis state of the commander in chief, right? You have- uh, yeah, well, How the, could uh, they not be? Yeah, the evidence is so, is, the evidence is so overwhelming. This and is what so, you're about. yeah. Yeah, and so persistent. I mean, the, the guy, come, every time he comes out, there's something new. Now, uh, I admit human beings are now looking for it. Um, and, but, you know, the White House, even last week, I think it was, had to change the official transcript of something he said because it was not true. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, of course, they, they don't announce it. They just change it. Well, that's that's sort of following the media uh yeah. ethics rules these days too they they make corrections without noting the corrections which is you know bad it's bad ethical practice but more and more media outlets have been doing that but i mean in your in your column and, and i think that this is true to an extent you say the problem isn't biden's age it's his mind and yeah. i agree with that to a point right but i think that if you're you better <laughs> Andrew has, the prince has spoken. Um, <laughs> but I think that it's it's worth considering when you go to the ballot box, if the guy you're voting for 
is, you know, older than rock and roll, <laughs> maybe yeah. it's not a great idea to cast a ballot for him, especially if he's in a singular leadership role. But he may, that's even true for the Senate. And I'd argue for the House, you know, that maybe, maybe that's something that really should come under well, consideration. He was, Biden was born 11 months after Pearl Harbor, and he will be the last president born before the end of World War II. Um, and uh, it, it, I, you know, you can have, I mean, Henry Kissinger is still pretty sharp and he's what, 100 or 99? Uh, so you can be old and still be sharp. I don't know if you're up to being president or not, but you can be old and be pretty sharp. Um, but Biden, he, he provides proof every day, virtually, that he, he isn't up to it. He's old, which, okay, but he's not up to it. And the, the evidence was there during the 2020 campaign, but uh, too many people hated Trump so much, they voted for Biden without really thinking about it, without really looking at him. The guy who's in Iowa and talks about Ohio, uh, a guy who's calling people names in in. Uh, in town hall meetings, the guy who's telling a black that if you're if you don't vote for me, you're not black. Uh, the guy who's calling um, uh, what do you call him when at the end of the day calling uh, anyway the guy who stops working at ten thirty during the oh putting during, a lid on it yeah he's a lid on put a lid on at ten at ten thirty in the morning I said and, and Trump is out who's only uh, he he's less than four years. Um, younger, and Trump is out there doing three and four rallies in as many states. Uh, yep. And and that's the thing. People say, well, well, Trump is almost as old. I say, well, he doesn't act it. And that's the, that was my point in the column, was you can be 80 and sharp as a tack, and you can be 80 and like Biden, you're, you're half gone. And uh, he gives all the signals of being at least half gone. And uh, I, I mean, that's scary. That, that is really scary. When my grandfather, uh, who had a hardening of the arteries, he would be teaching me to whittle or how to take care of livestock or something. And then all of a sudden, he would be very angry and, and shouting at me and so on. And 10 minutes later, he would come and apologize because his wife had told him to. He had no memory of that. Yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, I think many, many, many Americans have had that experience with family members, uh, whether it's at Thanksgiving or, or other times where someone will say something that they just know is not true. Um, right. And that's the reason why, you know, 74% of uh, voters in this NBC poll had either moderate or major concerns about his health. Yeah, his absolutely. Health. 59% major concerns. You know, it would be and, one thing if it was the other way around. 15% had major concerns, you know, 59 had yeah. moderate concerns. Then you put him out there a few times, show him in, you know, you know, vigor and vim and all that kind of stuff, and maybe you alleviate some of that. Uh, but this is 59%. You know, a clear and bipartisan majority of Americans yeah. are very concerned that this guy isn't up to the task now, let alone for another four years at the end of this term. Yeah. Can you imagine 86? Um, Biden? No, he'll never make it. Well, that's the question. If I did a post at, at Red State, 
I think it was last year, saying, forget about the election. Can he can he even make it to the election? I mean, forget about 2029. Can he even make it to the to this election? Right. Uh, uh, and he. Yeah, you know, I mean, everybody tells white lies or fibs or as Mark Twain called it, stretchers. Everybody does that. I think almost everybody, maybe not Ronald you, Reagan, because Ronald Reagan used to do, he used to tell tall tales, but not self aggrandizing tall tales. Yeah. He, there's a big difference. Yeah. There's a big difference. Yeah. And, and, but Biden keeps telling uh, what utterly, obviously fictitious lies about his life. I mean, he did not have a career as a, as an eighteen wheel driver. He just 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 did not. He was yeah, not. Absurd. He was an absurd he was, idea. I know he was not raised by Jews or Puerto Ricans. His son didn't die in Iraq. I, I mean, there are just so many things. His house didn't nearly burn down. It was a twenty minute kitchen fire, um, and but he not only does he tell them, he keeps telling them even after people go. You know, that's not true. Uh, and that, I think, I, I mean, everybody, I think, at least suspects that p people, especially politicians, tell fibs or lies at times. But Biden tells them so often, so obviously crap, that you, yeah. that, that you forget about the untruth of it and you go, wait a minute something's wrong inside that head because he just keeps on doing it. You know, the definition of insanity is, is doing the same thing and expecting a different result. And, and he's just telling these stories, whatever comes to his mind. And there's not much of that left. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, and he's that's... always been a liar. He's always been, he's always yeah. been a pathological liar about this stuff. He's always been a guy who um, plumps himself up with, outrageous lies i mean this is a guy who you know 36 years ago uh was claiming yeah. neil kinnock's life as his own right i mean yeah. he was listening neil kinnock's speeches including the um you know the biographical information and and saying these things aloud knowing full well that it was horse crap right right yeah <laughs> and then he got caught by the way by none other than your at the time colleague ej dion when he yeah. was at the New York Times, um, and got caught also in some other uh, yeah. lies. And then he also had this really stupid, you know, confrontation with the guy who challenged him on some point. It was in a bar or some, you know, some campaign stop. And Joe Biden gets pugilistic with the guy and wants to compare IQs and tells a whole series of lies. I had a full scholarship to law school. I graduated yeah. in the top 10% of my class. He didn't even crack the top half of his class. And there's a reason why, because he's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and you have to you have to think that if if you get caught once or twice, but then you keep on doing it. And not only keep on telling these ridiculous lies, but keep on telling the same ridiculous lies. You've you've been called out. And you're doing it again. And then people say, well, okay, never mind that he had a, a, a career as a truck driver or that he was accepted to the Naval Academy. Um, he keeps doing it. And that tells you there's something off in that head. 
plus the fact you just watch him walk. Now, there's nothing wrong. I probably, I haven't, because I don't have access to the nuclear launch codes. People don't watch how I walk that closely, but I probably walk differently at my age than I did um, 40 years ago. You know, so what? I'm not president and I'm not allegedly leading the free world. And, and so you, then you have to think about, okay, there's something wrong in his mind. Then you have to think about the ethics of the people around him, including his wife, who are perpetuating the fiction that he could be president for their own reasons. That's because they don't want to lose power. Uh, they like living in government housing. So I, it's, yeah, and it has sunk in. Uh, there are enough examples, even though the media doesn't point them out as much as they would if, uh, if it was a Republican, there are enough examples out there where people are kind of like, ooh, ee. And uh, I mean, everybody falls down. Older people, you know, that's the leading cause of older people dying is falling down. Uh, and who was it? Somebody just died. Um, well, think of it. Somebody prominent just died uh, after they uh, they hit their head falling down. Forget who it was. But um, uh, it's uh, scary is what it is. It's scary because this is a person, you know, it's, it's problematic when you have uh, Senator Dianne Feinstein, who's clearly yeah. not yeah. up to the job. It's bad enough when you had Strom Thurmond, who was basically, you know, doing, and Robert Byrd, so we'll make it bipartisan, uh, who are basically being weakened at Bernie's, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know by their aides uh, on, on stuff for at least the last couple of years that they were in the Senate. That's bad enough, but all of the executive authority is in the hands of one person. Yeah. You know? yeah. And yeah. if that person is incompetent or incapacitated, <laughs> that's yeah. an issue. I mean, it, it is a big issue. And, and, you know, again, Joe Biden has always been an incompetent. Joe Biden has always been a liar. Now it doesn't look like he is, it looks like he's not even in con full control of his faculties anymore. And I mean, this is, yeah. you know, I, I mean, maybe, uh, maybe the only parallel that comes to mind and I hesitate to use it because everybody talks about Nazi Germany in terms of parallels. And I don't mean it in terms of Nazism, but when Hindenburg, became mentally weak let's say basically was becoming senile that's you know that's when the nazis were able to take control uh, yeah. because they could get around hindenburg um that's in part i mean that's only part of it and I, I even hesitate to do that it's just the only thing that comes to mind maybe a better analogy and I, i'll stick with this one i'll i'll ask people to forgive that analogy because it doesn't it's not a great analogy. <laughs> no, I, I admitted, most people don't even a, remember who Hindenburg was. Yeah, go ahead. They remember it was a. They remember it was a blimp or a zeppelin. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's the guy who was named after the blimp. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But maybe um, uh, Wilson is a better example. Yeah, yeah. You know, incapacitated in his final was it year and a half in office, and the presidency yeah. was being run by his wife and his aides. You know, in his yeah. name it was, it was a protectorate yeah. <laughs> you know that's dangerous that's dangerous uh it might turn out well but only by accident would yeah. it turn out well and the only reason you might say that it could turn out well is here is because it's really difficult to conceive of a worse president than joe biden has been. <laughs> 
Oh. I mean, you really almost have nowhere to go but up. I mean, I'm crossing my fingers on that one, but you probably only have nowhere to go but up um, with that. But I mean, the guy's an utter disaster, and that's what these polls are showing. And the Washington Post doesn't want to deal with the implications of that, nor the implications that you lay out in your column. And so they're declaring their poll an outlier so that they don't have to discuss those implications. Yeah. That's exactly. that's that's what they're trying to spin this away because this is the protection racket media and they're circling wagons around <laughs> Joe Biden. <laughs> and Kamala Harris. And Kamala Harris. Okay. Yeah. Nikki Haley is to my mind is making very strong points on the campaign trail saying, you know, a vote for Joe Biden next year is a vote for Kamala Harris cuz I don't think hardly anybody they may wish joe biden stays alive but i don't think any many people expect that he would stay alive as a president until 19 uh or until 2029 yeah until 1929 yeah <laughs> yeah 1929 that's when joe biden said that fdr went on television to reassure you know president oh, that's right. That's right. Exactly. Sure, Americans after after the after the stock market crash. Yeah, you know, FDR, President Roosevelt went on television in 1929 to to soothe the yeah yeah yeah. Yet another yet another early sign that maybe this guy wasn't really <laughs> up to the job. All right, I gotta speaking about not being up to the job. We gotta talk about this before we run out of time. Robert Menendez. Oh my apparently not satisfied with managing to get away <laughs> with a you know, with with corruption the first time around turned around and started doing the same damn thing all over again only apparently on a more industrial scale at least according to the department <laughs> industrial of scale of corruption oh my gosh he got his wife to set up some sort of fake consultancy um he was getting gold bars the fbi raided his house did you see the pictures? I didn't see the pictures, but I heard about the raid. Yeah. Okay. So we got the pictures are in the indictment. You can go through the indictment or it's in one of the attachments to the indictment, I believe. And they got pictures of wads of cash stuffed into jackets in his house with his name embroidered. On them. So it's not like, oh, somebody may have left that there in my house. And I yeah, just somebody left. stuffed my jackets with a half a million dollars. What can I do? Half a million dollars gold bars right <laughs> in the house so you know you've got people saying well maybe you should step down senator because this is looking pretty ugly and you know today he came out and he was very defiant about this saying he's not going to step down he didn't do anything wrong did you did you hear any part of his presser today no because you're gonna love you're gonna love the excuse that he uses if you have oh, yeah. go ahead. all right he claims that the reason why there is $480,000 in cash around his house, right, is because um, the his family had their had their property seized by the Cubans before they fled, before they fled. Oh, and he's yeah. very concerned about that something like that might happen here. Now, <laughs> last I looked, last I looked. This is in Cuba, first off. And secondly, do you know where and when Robert Menendez was actually born? Uh, go ahead. Jersey? I, yeah, not, well, close. 1954, New York City. He's never, he was never in Cuba. His, now, his parents did emigrate 
to the United States a year before, right? So they and, he well, worked. listen, it, well, uh, and he heard the stories. Yeah, apparently. So I mean, basically, he pulled out the Fulgencio Batista card. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you're on today. Oh my gosh! I, I, you know. You know, Batista was not a nice guy. Okay, Batista was a tyrant. Okay, he was he was the dictator. You know, so was Castro. It was just one flavor to another, um, in the name of liberación. But um, <laughs> and you know, and, and the thing is, is that there are actually two different distinct uh, Cuban communities in Florida. And I didn't know this until I went down there to you know ask these questions. But there's actually a fairly significant uh, community of Batista refugees and their descendants in Florida who look at politics regarding Cuba a little differently than the Castro refugees do. They, they tend to be a little bit more liberal than Batista refugees do. Um, not, not entirely so. There's a lot of commonality, but they have a slightly different orientation. You have to know that when you go down there to make sure that you're not giving the wrong message to the wrong, wrong group of people, like Joe Biden obviously would. He'd actually talk about the southern border to Cubans. Yeah. Which, and those, he would and be those... alone. Yeah. And those Cubans, you know, they may have slightly dark skin, but but they're pretty smart for Cubans. <laughs> well, they're a hell of a lot smarter than Robert Menendez is, apparently, because yeah. I mean, this this <laughs> this is not only a ludicrous explanation for having wads of cash stuffed into your jacket. It's not only obviously contradictory, because the only way that federal agents seize money is when they have when they find wads of cash they don't seize them out of bank accounts unless there's unless they have a really clear evidence of of yeah. the bank accounts being used for criminal purposes but if you go anywhere with wads of cash or they find wads of cash what's the first thing they're going to do they're going to seize the cash until until you can demonstrate that you came by this through normal channels right that it's legal money and that you've paid taxes on it and the whole bit so <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's a stupid explanation, but also it may have escaped his attention, Andrew. Yeah. But he's actually going to have to go to trial now, and he's basically staked out his defense on that. <laughs> on that, he's admitting that he did it, and if he can't come up with where that money came from, including the gold bars, his new attorney Abby Lowell is going to have a hell of a tough time. Oh my gosh! Oh wow! I mean, yeah. Lowell, you know, Lowell's a hell of an attorney. He really is. He got, he got um, um, Menendez off the first time. That's how good an attorney Abby Lowell is. What was the charge the first time? It was it was similar types of charges. It was influence yeah. peddling. He was um, he was supposedly intervening with um, uh, Medicare on behalf of Solomon um, uh, Solomon. Uh, oh, I can't think of the guy's name. He's not ophthalmologist. He's a Medicare ophthalmologist and he had like millions he had defrauded medicare of millions of dollars in florida right <laughs> um and um and supposedly he ran interference for him and they were flying to the dominican republic together and the the doctor was partying with underage hookers they never actually were able to prove that menendez took part in that but menendez was also on the uh one of the uh apparently the frequent flyers on the um, Jeffrey Epstein Lolita Express. So, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Well, yeah, yeah but innocent. And, I mean, there's really nothing to prove that he had. Somebody put it there. 
somebody put somebody put four hundred and eighty thousand dollars worth of cash in, in in his in the jackets with his name embroidered on it um and boy did know, those bars pull the jackets off the hanger they did you know it kind of it kind of ruins the shape i don't think yeah, it does it does I sport <laughs> it sort of ruins the shaping you know so that, that's that's what i heard i i haven't uh, don't look in my closet Ed. I, I i can tell you that from personal experience having <laughs> on my whole sport coat pockets don't do that it's bad you know put it in your members only jacket if you have those left over from the 1980s uh and nobody does um the um yeah i mean and by the way whoever is the Whoever is the Wado Cash Fairy that has been visiting, <laughs> you know, feel free to drop by my house too. I, you know, you want to drop a, you know, a few yeah. hundred thousand dollars worth of cash. I'm, I'm fine with that. I got lots of jackets. It'll be safe with me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, yeah, that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. We're just about out of time though. But we had to talk about that. that, that oh is- yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's a good one. Do you think that he? Do you think that he'll resign? He's not. He's insisting no. that he won't no. resign today. I yeah. suspect that he's going to try to cut a deal, because, I mean, I don't think he wants to go. I don't think he wants this to go to trial. He's going to have to cut some sort of a deal that's going to require him to step down from office. You see, the Democrats have recruited Andy Kim to run in the primary uh. in case Menendez won't get out. And Andy Kim is a comer. He's been in Congress for three terms. He's well known. He raises money, um, and Democrats have been looking at him as the future anyway from New Jersey, and the future I think just just arrived. <laughs> it's here now. <laughs> is 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 his is Menendez term up next year? Yeah, yeah. He has to run in twenty twenty four. So I mean, the primary is going to come up here sometime next year. I forget when New Jersey has theirs. I think it's later in the cycle, if I remember correctly. But. Uh, but and their 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 primary for the Senate offices might be different than their presidential primary. Sometimes states yeah. have two different ones. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what it is. But at any rate, Kim has already announced that he's going to run for the office. He's going to he's going to run in the primary. I think Democrats wanted to get that out there right away to keep a whole bunch of other people from jumping into the race. They want a clean transition if they can get it. You know, uh, a, so- a funny little historical story. Yeah, that's how Donald Rumsfeld got into the House the first time. He this he told friends he was going to run, and they said, "Oh no, this guy, whoever was the incumbent in Evanston on the North Shore, he said, uh, no, no, he's been there forever." And two weeks after Rumsfeld announced, that guy was indicted, and and that's how Rumsfeld began his career, and the rest is history. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, sometimes, I mean, AOC took out a guy who was in Democratic leadership. Yeah, uh, Joe Crowley, I think, was. Um, and, you know, sometimes you get surprised by this. It's not going to be a surprise. I, I don't think I don't think Menendez has got a base any longer. I think after this, people are going to be saying, you know, it's time to move on uh, from this guy. There was an interesting article over at American Prospect, not a magazine I often read american prospect is somewhat <laughs> the level of bernie sanders most of the time but it's got some intelligent you know writers david dayan is uh the guy that i was reading over there and um uh basically he's in this article and i I'll, i had it in the headlines um it will have already been up it's called breaking the menendez cycle 
Um, he's indicted for public corruption. He beats the charges thanks to the Supreme Court. Democrats restore him to a position of power, and he's indicted again. But this time, Democrats aren't as welcoming. I, I call this the fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. a function of politics. Yeah, I, I don't think they want to keep going around the bend with this guy because they don't need to. New Jersey's pretty solidly blue. Yeah. And Andy Kim can win that seat pretty easily in a general election. And I think that that's what they're planning to do. But Diane's right. If they had, if they hadn't, um, if, if they hadn't um, allowed him back inside the fold, they wouldn't have to be dealing with this now. And um, yeah, it's, well, he must have, have something on Schumer or the others to have led him back. And now they can tell him, no, sorry, Bob. Yeah. You're out of here. <laughs> Solomon Melgan. That was the name of the doctor. Um, oh, I remember that name. Yeah. And it's, it wasn't just the Medicare thing. He it, he had intervened with the State Department uh, to get him a uh, port security contract in the Dominican Republic. And um, and and then there was the issue that Melgan was defrauding Medicare. Um, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. well. That'll spoil your day. Jeez. <laughs> All right. Well, we're almost out of time here. A little over time, probably. Well, I got a, I got a couple. I got a couple uh, short ones. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Uh, Conan O'Brien, this is an old one. He says, yesterday, a news anchor accidentally hung up on Oprah Winfrey while he was interviewing her. Uh, he is survived by his wife and children. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I, I got I got one. This is funny. This one has been going around on on TikTok and Facebook, and uh, it's just funny. It's a story about a wife. It says to her husband, "Our new neighbors are so in love. He kisses her, strokes her hair, and hugs her. Why don't you do that?" And the husband says, "Because I don't know her that well." <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a great answer. Yeah, that is a, that is a very good answer. All right, yeah. I got a couple for you. You know, I took my dog to the park the other day to play frisbee with him, and he was utterly useless. I think I need a flatter dog. <laughs> <laughs> and this is from jokesoftheday.net. I always like to give credit. Jokesoftheday.net. Um, you know, I, I phoned my wife earlier and asked me if, uh, asked her if, if she wanted me to pick up fish and chips on my way home from work. But, you know, she just kind of gave me this really odd and angry grunt. Think she still regrets letting me name the twins. <laughs> All right. Well, on those notes. <laughs> oh boy, there was a, there was something I saw today on Twitter. It was a guy said, "I'm going to name my my new son Physics, so I can be the father of physics." <laughs> Um, yeah, that, that, that's certainly one with it. I, I had this really long joke once, um, uh, well, I'll tell it really quickly. I'll try to, I'll try to shorten it up. Is this, you know, this, this okay. guy's driving his hot, his, his very pregnant wife who's going into labor into the hospital to get in a car wreck. And both of them are in the hospital and, um, he wakes up and it's about a week later and, and he asked the doctor, what happened to my wife? He says, don't worry, she's fine. Um, 
you know, she was, um, she was unconscious for three or four days, but we were able to deliver the, the, uh, the babies. You had twins and, um, and they're fine too. He goes, Oh, good. He goes, yeah. The doctor said, yeah, but you know, I, I got to tell you, you know, state law requires us to get a name and we had to go to the next of kin to choose the name for your children because you're, you both were incapacitated. He goes, wait a minute, who did you talk to? He says, well, I talked to your wife's brother. He goes, oh God, not my idiot brother-in-law, not my idiot brother-in-law, anybody but him. He says, well, I'm sorry, but you know, he was the only one who was available. And he said, all right, well, he says, well, what did he name him? And he says, well, he named the girl Denise. And he says, oh, actually, I like that name. Denise is a really pretty name. And he goes, well, what do you name, what do you name this, uh, the boy? He goes, well, the nephew. <laughs> uh, actually, that's a good one. That's a good one to end on. Yeah. There you go, Denise and the nephew. Um, all right, Andrew Malcolm, the prince of Twitter, the regent of redstate.com, and a man who laughs at my jokes. Uh, yeah, and- you bet. You bet. So that's that's priceless in my book. At A.H. Malcolm on Twitter. And of course, redstate.com is where you can find everything that Andrew's writing. Andrew, thank you so much. We'll talk again next week. You will. See you, everybody. Thanks. <laughs>